The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. This is the Bill Myers Show. About quarter after seven. Spectrum has been out in uh, Oregon since probably last night, shortly after nine o'clock. I was asleep. I was already asleep. You know, getting ready for today's show, and I didn't realize about it until uh, Linda woke me up at 2 and said, hey, by the way, this is still out. It's like, okay, uh, KCMB down until it uh, comes back. We'll be, you know, working on coming up with a backup for that. But I wanted to share an email I got from uh, Eric e- Eric uh, Engerbretson at uh, Action Datatel, and he's a high-tech guy, and he uh, popped me one. He says, uh, Bill, you have an update here. Spectrum Enter- Enterprise... Uh, Network Operations Center reports that uh, they received the OTDR shots from our hub engineering group, and they're working to isolate additional fiber events in the field. So they got a fiber problem out there in the field. And um, he does have a tip, though, for Internet fallover. There are inexpensive SOHO routers that small businesses and consumers can use to fall over to a backup Internet, such as a hotspot, or even using your cell phone as a hotspot. Many cell sites use fiber or microwave to route or route Internet traffic to a central office or data center, and they have multiple routes to the Internet, thereby avoiding a single point of failure. Interestingly, that uh, Spectrum does not seem to have a redundant route either south or north via Klamath Falls. It's something that he observed here. It is interesting, Eric. I didn't realize that. And Eric adds that yesterday I was in Klamath Falls and I saw that Hunter was up on Highway 140 working on a fiber link from a tree that fell during the storm. And since the storm, the 140 cameras on tripcheck.com have been down. I noted that. So Hunter got that uh, fixed. Yeah, the uh, the weather certainly is uh, taking its toll right now. Eric, I appreciate you checking in from Action Datatel. Okay? All right. Now then, we're going to continue on because we're still on the air, 106.3, 106.7, and hopefully 99.3 KCMD comes back here pretty soon, but uh, certainly right now. Let's talk with uh, Jason Beebe. Jason Beebe, promised we were going to talk with him this morning. He is a Republican candidate for Oregon uh, Congressional District 2. In other words, he's taking on Cliff Bentz. He's primarying uh, Cliff Bentz. And Jason, we welcome you to the program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. Thank you for having me. And I, and I hope all the people with these storms are are staying safe and they get their services back soon. Yeah, looks like it's a real mess, especially in the Eugene area. Pacific Power reporting some five, six thousand uh, customers without power, and it's ice and just a just a mess. I think it's what we're all kind of uh, kind of powering through at this point. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. I went to your website, which is uh, bbfororegon.com. And it uh, seems like it's kind of a work in progress there. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about why you wanted to run and primary Cliff Bentz. Just give us a little bit about uh, your day job and everything else, please. Okay. Um, Just real quick, on the website, yes, we changed the format a little to add some new features, and we're still adding uh, content every day. Okay. uh, We'll get that completely up and running. But um, I'm the mayor of Primeville, Oregon. Uh, currently, uh, I've been the mayor for three years, and I've been on the city council here in Primeville, Oregon, for 13 years. Um, I'm a husband, father. I'm a grandfather now, mm-hmm. and I'm a veteran. I served in Iraq with the Oregon Army National Guard back in 2009 and 10. And uh, my civilian job, or what I call it, is uh, I'm a uh, global instructor for a data center company um, that does certification courses. 
and we're based out of England, but we have uh, a few instructors in the U.S. do the U.S. courses. That is really interesting. Uh, could you? How does that work? I'm, I'm just curious. So you're you're an internet or a network teacher of some sort? Is that what I'm understanding? Here it is. I'm talking about the internet being down, right? So you know this stuff. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I did. I did exactly. When you said OTDR, I teach about those and how people use them and. Uh, to check fiber connections and stuff. So I knew exactly what you were talking about. Ah, okay. OTDR, is that like a time delay uh, really of some sort? Is that what that means? Is that what the TD stands for? It's an optical, optical time domain reflectometer. Time so domain reflectometer, okay. And otherwise, that's how you troubleshoot a fiber connection then, right? Is that it? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yep. You okay. Can shoot a signal from one end and it reads it back. Okay. Well, you need to go to work for uh, Spectrum at the moment and get them hooked back up, okay? <laughs> you want to get right on that? <laughs> All right. You know, it's kind of funny uh, before we get into your candidacy, though. Do you ever think we would get to the point where the real single point failure, the real single point of failure in society would be the Internet? Do you ever think it would get to that point? It really is, isn't it? Uh, I think, yeah, you're right. And I talk about this in my classes when I teach. And, um, you know, (laughs) who would have thought, you know, 25 when I was a kid? When the phone line went down, that was crazy, but that's what we used to transmit over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, yeah, having a single point of failure in the Internet, um, it is. It is scary. And there are some places, I won't say I'm on the air because I don't want anybody to ever uh, go look at it, but there are, they're easy to find. There's hubs where all that undersea cabling comes into the U.S., um, a couple places on the West Coast and a couple places on the East Coast. If those were ever to, you know, something you know, God forbid something happened to one of those buildings, that would, you know, cut a quarter or a third of all of our internet traffic um, overseas in mm. any commerce or business we do. So. Yeah, it's funny that you uh, that, that you bring that up, that, you know, how insanely complex and yet incredibly fragile the communication network is that we have in this country. And, of course, anything which tends to be more complex would tend to be inherently a little more fragile. Would that be a fair assessment of it, too? Um, yeah, I think they're building some resiliency. We've seen the the company Zao come through and try to add some more fiber connections through. Uh, they're basically going through all of rural United States to add a main fiber hub and then or a fiber connection, and then they're going to branch off to other rural parts of the U.S. So it's it's an ongoing um, project, and they came through Primeville a couple years ago. So that's how. Um, of course, being in the tech industry, and um, they had to get uh, rights of way through Primeville hmm. to put the fiber. Um, I knew about the project. You know, it's so funny uh, about uh, everybody wants to. De- they, you're kind of being conditioned. Put it all in the cloud. Depend on the cloud for everything, right? Until the cloud's not there. Yep. And then, and I was having this uh, discussion with a person online because uh, I was uh, I bought a couple of hard drives or some solid state drives for my. And I know this has nothing to do with your race, but, you know, it just we'll get back to your race here in just a minute, all right? But I bought a couple of hard drives over the weekend, and I'm going to install them in my laptops. I have two laptops at home. One's a backup for the other. And they said, you don't need to have a two-gigabyte drive because, you know, you, you just take all the files that you're storing and you put them on the cloud. And I'm thinking to myself, and I told this person, I said, listen, I actually like to have – my music and my videos on my computer. I like to have my documents on my computer. I like to have that stuff in my possession, you know, that's in my uh, in my control. And then, of course, what happens this morning? 
if I was depending on just box, Dropbox, or OneDrive for everything I do, I would have been screwed this morning. Everything I had would have been gone, right? Nobody thinks about that, do they? It's just me? I don't know. It seems no, kind of no, crazy. No, I think about it. I like the, I like the store uh, stuff on hard drive, and you're they're, you're not wrong for getting a two-terabyte drive if that's what you want to do to store your information. They make home cloud kits that are just basically, instead of going out and buying a cloud, you have your own set of hard drives, and you just store everything on your own set. Okay. So uh, you have backup and failover resiliency with it, and you can pull your files whenever you need them. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I was looking at it. You know, people were looking at me, uh, Jason, I swear, like I had two heads. But uh, anyway, be that as it may. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about, here it is, your mayor of Prineville, though. Is this the only the only political office that you have held so far or elected office so far? It, it, well, I was on the Prineville City Council for 10 years, mm-hmm. and then I've been the mayor the last three. So those, yes, are the, the only political offices I've held. All right. Why are you challenging Cliff Pence? Well, um, good question. And I wasn't going to challenge him mm-hmm. this time. I was going to wait two years. I'm running in two years no matter what. You are. And I decided, uh, yes, I'm, I was going to run in two years no matter what. And I decided, you know what? Cliff is not doing the job that I voted him in to do, and a lot of people I'm talking to feel the same way. So, I mean, I have a list of things that Cliff has done, and I don't think too many people notice um, because I, I think Cliff is maybe a conservative, you know, in a way, but I, he's not voting like one lately. So, can, you, can you give me an example? Uh, I can think of some. Uh, uh, I can think of some of the votes that have been taken that I have certainly been very uh, concerned about. One of them, and I even told him so, was when he voted for the uh, the FBI, you know, the FBI building. You know, after everything that's been done to give him a to, to vote for a new a new headquarters, I just I yeah, just didn't no, you're, it didn't grasp it. I, that, that didn't make sense to me. But anyway, give me your list. Your list. It's probably longer than mine. <laughs> well, okay. So I the I'll try to get through this quick, but. Um, he won't use that. Well, that's not a vote. Let's see what he voted on. The co- uh, There's things that he won't do. J6 is exactly what you just talked about. We have all the issues with the FBI, and some of them are coming to light now um, that we're, we're getting more of the tapes released. And then to vote and give the FBI a new building, uh, which I just uh, – well, a couple weeks ago I was at an event where Cliff was at, and we both spoke, and he tried to tell the crowd that that was – you know, I didn't pay for the building. We just paid for the land. I'm like, I don't care what you paid for. It shouldn't go to them. Um, other big votes that he's done um, to fund Ukraine and, and the money that goes to Ukraine when we have a chance. The only thing we have for leverage right now is the budget. And the House um, Republicans need to band together and hold the budget hostage until we can get our border wall fixed. And we can stop sending money to other places until we take care of our own people first. Mm. And that those are some of the things uh, right off the top of my head. Um, so that you're not using the budget as a leverage tool, um, which. How much, you know, in all honesty here now, I'm not here to defend Congressman Vance, all right. But uh, how much leverage does the House have with a one, maybe two vote majority? And, and, and frankly, there's a lot of division within the Republican Party. I mean, the Democrats stick together much better than the Republicans do, Jason. So how much leverage is there, really? I mean, there's no there's no leverage there for holding it hostage. It doesn't look like that way to me. Where am I wrong? Well, if you, if you got enough of the Republicans 
to hold it hostage, we could. We could. We could very well hold it and say we're not going to pass a budget until these provisions are in it. And that's built, finish the wall, um, revamp our immigration. I would say stop all immigration until we can get a solid policy and follow the laws we already have, which aren't being followed. Uh-huh. Um, and then which runs right into his other vote that you just brought up. Not to, uh, well, I don't know, you didn't bring this up. Not to impeach Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, a big one for me. That was probably the deciding factor for me that said, all right, I've had enough. Now, Cliff said here on the show several times, Jason, that uh, what this had to do was that it was uh, an improperly crafted impeachment from Marley, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That was the Marjorie Taylor Greene vote. And that uh, and that it ended up being resubmitted properly. And I think he voted for that. I don't think he voted against that. But you're talking uh, about the original sure vote, right? Yes, I'm talking about the original vote where he and uh, seven other Republicans voted with the Democrats to not impeach Mayorkas. Now, even if it only made a statement, um, it still didn't look good in the eyes of uh, true Republicans that are, you know, that are tired of mm-hmm. the establishment Republicans. And and that's me. I'm I'm tired of it. And I, I couldn't sit back any longer. Um, some other things, another big one, voted for Section uh, 702 um, that allows the FBI and uh, the FISA warrants to go through. And that's what was used against Donald Trump, uh, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton's campaign. So back in 2016, got that fake FISA warrant, and which was all proven to be false. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he voted for for that. And uh, I'm I'm buying on Americans unless there is an absolute, uh, you know, issue that there is a domestic terrorist situation. Um, but other than that, it's used should be used to spy on our enemies. Um, let's see other things. Uh, standing with McCarthy to be speaker, you know, I get it. McCarthy was supposed to be this uh, great speaker of the House, and he ended up being just another establishment Republican. Uh, what else is there? Oh, the J6 committee. Mm-hmm. Voting voting on the select committee and then getting them in there and not going through due diligence in the process. And it, now that we're seeing all this footage come out and they're showing uh, some of the things, the discrepancies of officers that weren't here uh, or weren't in a position when they said they were. Different scenarios now that we're seeing other footage come out. And it, I think the truth's coming out. And those J6 prisoners, to me, look like they're being held hostage um, by the government, mm-hmm. you know, political prisoners. And I think they need, we need to go back and they need to be released unless there is an absolute proven fact that they caused or were trying to hurt somebody in the Capitol. That guy, um, the shaman that got walked through the Capitol peacefully and was looking at everything and even said, look, I'm not here to tear things up. I watched some of his videos. You know, he, which he's out now, but he was thrown in prison. All, they let those people walk in. Now, some of those people did break in. Some of the people were breaking windows and were getting in. And, yeah, they deserve to be held accountable for that. I, I agree with that. But the people they just let walk in and using them as political prisoners um, as a scare tactic to scare the rest of us, that wasn't an insurrection. These guys wouldn't know what to do with themselves if we ever did have an insurrection. And, uh, you know, serving in the military and seeing, you know, firsthand overseas what what that has looked like in the past. Um, luckily, I didn't see it, 
you know, personally, um, but I saw the aftermath of it. I talked to people there that this wasn't an insurrection. And uh, we, we have to do better than that. And it just, uh, Cliff, I don't think is a fighter. And uh, he's not going to stand up for our rights. And he seems to be too much of an establishment Republican. And that's why I'm taking him on. And uh, we know it's a hard, hard fight. So. Now, Jason, I'm kind of curious, though. I, I'm wondering, you know, here is your mayor of Prineville. How much money do you have in this? Because it's probably about a two or three million challenge job. And you've only got about four months to be able to do this. I mean, you're challenging an incumbent. And it's... <laughs> And I've expressed this on the air, all right? I'm, I'm telling you something that I'm not uh, I'm not telling you anything that I haven't expressed on the air. I get a little concerned when there's almost like uh, in which we treat running for Congress as if you're running for student council, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And it doesn't appear you have much of a of a um, organization, you know, at this point in time. You got four months. You got four months before the election. What's going on? Well, you're right. We don't we don't have. The Cliff Benz organization. I mean, he's got he does have over probably a million dollars at his disposal for a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're doing is just grassroots. We're getting out there. We're talking. I'm uh, emailing and talking to people as much as I can. I have uh, an organization now. I'll use social media all day long. Um, it's a great tool. I have an organization that's all across the U.S. Um, that's helping me out, and uh, they're they're pushing uh, you know endorsing candidates. And helping us on the back end, um, just sharing our message. And it, it is, it is tough. It's tough when you don't have the money like that. But we're, we're just starting. And I'm still, I'm not going to back down from Cliff. And okay. I'm, I'm going to hold his feet to the fire and I'm going to stand up to it. And uh, um, I get it. I, I Bill, I, I, I see what I, uh, you know, what I'm hoping uh, to, what I'm hoping to kind of avoid is the Republicans have a, uh, okay, who did you run? Uh, you came in fourth place last time in the 2020 election when you were running uh, for uh, Senate. You ran for U.S. Senate against uh, Ron Wyden. And who, who beat you in the primary on that one? Who was at, uh Who was? Well, Joe Ray Perkins. Joe Ray won. Perkins. All right. Um, Darren, you know, yeah. I get I get concerned that uh, that time and energy gets spent on what I what I have termed pocket constitution candidates that, you know, have their heart in the right place. But there's no money and no chance and I would wonder if it would be better to place your efforts into holding him accountable, if nothing else, or, or getting people to, to, in, in other words, lead the horse you have rather than trying to change the horse. What would you say to that? Um, I, I'd, I would say that if you look back in our history, money shouldn't be a, an object of who should be an office. I agree. It shouldn't be, but it, but it does have a, a lot to do with it. Money's not everything, but it's not nothing. That's all I'm getting at. Okay. No, and it's not. But I also look at where Cliff has gotten his money from, his campaign donations. Mm-hmm. I don't have donors. I have 500 I think $500 in my campaign account. And that's just get us gas um, to move around and go talk to people when I can. Um, I'm still working full time. Um, I have a good job. You know, I don't need to leave that. But our country is more valuable to me than, than that job is. You know, we have to do something for the country, and if if we just sat back and let the elites constantly run, that's where we're, we've been. Have you considered running for county commission or maybe even state rep or state senator? You know, rather, it just seems like a big jump all of a sudden, just saying. It is, but it's one I'm ready to take, and 
And yeah, I've considered other things, but I don't, uh, you know, we have a good county commission, um, state rep. I've Vicki Brees Iverson's my state rep. Why would I want to run against Vicki? Uh, uh, I, I can think of a lot of reasons so to run against Vicki <laughs> Vicky Breeze Iverson, okay? I'm not a fan, all right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. Well, no, that's, that's fair, but she's, you know, her and her husband are good friends of mine, so um, I, I'm i not ready. And then Mike McLean, for our, who's running for our uh, senator, state senator, I'm friends with Mike, and I'm not going to run, uh, run against those people. Um, I respect Cliff for, for who he is. I don't respect what he's doing and how he's voting because I think he thought he was going to just get away away with this and not not have people put him in check. And I'm putting him in check. And like I said, I'm I'm running in two years. If this campaign doesn't make it, we're filing again right away. We're going to start, uh, you know, collecting donations, and I'm going to hit the road. Okay, and and if you're going to do that, so all right, okay, I get it. Because if you're going to run, then we know that that one way or another, you have your eye on this one. And you can get your organization yep, together. Absolutely. It just strikes me as a as a little bit, uh, you know, of, a, of a, a bit of a hail mary at the moment. I'm just saying. It's just the way I'm looking at this. Well, to me, as a as a patriotic American, um, I read some. When I was overseas in Iraq, I any of my downtime, I read books, and I, that's what got me involved in politics. Was reading about the Constitution and the founding fathers, and, and I believe it was George Washington in one of the books I read, said that we should do everything we can to support our country. And that means if you have the ability, run for an office, get in there and support it and support the Constitution that we had put together to be our, you know, our governing document, to hold our government accountable. And I took that to heart. Okay. So I came home and I got involved in city council and my eye has always been on a representative. And I was, uh, Never going to run against Greg Walden. Um, I wasn't ready when that seat, when he retired. And I did support Cliff, but I, I don't support him anymore. So I've I've had my eye on this for probably about six years, and I'm ready to do it. Jason Beebe, running for Congress, Republican candidate for OR, for Oregon, rather, CD2. And you can find out more about uh, Jason, all about it. BB for Oregon, B-E-E-B-E, BBforOregon.com. Jason, a pleasure talking with you. And uh, like I said, we'll just uh, stay in touch on this one. Good luck, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it all very right. much. You take care, Jason. Thanks again. 738 KMED KCMD. American Rancher Garage. Our mission is to create and build unity through integrity and high-quality service. We are committed to serving you, our customers, providing nothing less than the highest standard of professionalism on every single service and repair. Quality technicians, competitive pricing, and service you can trust is what keeps American Rancher Garage and you united through service. Stop in at 2001 Biddle Road across from Elmer's Restaurant or call 541-499-6673 to make an appointment. The Rogue Gardener, sponsored by Grange Co-op. If we select certain plants and manage a habitat with a purpose, even a small plot can provide very high quality overwintering habitat for the insects that pollinate our plants and beneficial insects that attack 
harmful insects in our gardens. Call stands Saturdays 10 to noon and Sunday morning encore at 9 on KMED and KCMD. Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have DirecTV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today. Tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did. 541-680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by Dish. If you're remodeling your house, start with the foundation. Millette Construction offers a no-pressure, thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no-obligation estimate if your house needs work. The foundation is most important because all the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors, windows, doors, cabinets, even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable. Be sure you're on solid ground. Millette Construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletteConstruction.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Donald Trump has scored a record-setting win in the Iowa caucuses with his rivals languishing far behind last night. Trump's victory sends a resounding message that the GOP's 2024 presidential nomination is now his to lose. He is on track to smash the record for a contested Iowa Republican caucus with a margin of victory exceeding the nearly 13 percentage points Bob Dole enjoyed clear back in 1988. As for his main rivals, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis finished second Coming in just ahead of former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, caucus voters endured life-threatening cold and dangerous driving conditions to meet in hundreds of buildings around the state like schools, churches, and community centers. Frigid temperatures and blistering winds continue to disrupt air travel around the country today. Carriers canceled more than 2,100 flights yesterday. This is SRN News. 741. We have uh, Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berchiger standing by. I wanted to grab a couple of calls here real quick. People responding to Jason Beebe, and we have Steve in Sunny Valley. Go right ahead. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I think Beebe's doing the right thing. It has to be done. If mm-hmm. uh, Cliff isn't primaried, he's never going to get the idea that he's not fighting for what we want. He's not fighting at all. He's kind of milquetoast. Uh, and, and we have to primary him, otherwise they just don't get the message that they're not doing the will of the people. Yeah, but if you, but but I mean, anybody can sign a and primary. I mean, he doesn't seem to be a particularly credible primary. It's like it's not a threat. If there's no threat, what's the point of primarying? Well, we'll see if it's a threat or not if people get behind him. I mean, and and mm-hmm. another thing he's getting is name recognition. Look what the fake Ramaswamy did. He got his name in front of the entire country for three months, and even though he only came in what fourth. All right. Uh, Everybody knows his name for next time, and he is younger. Ah, there we go. Good point. Good point on that. Thank you, Steve. Randy, you give me a quick take on the uh, BB candidacy. Go ahead. Okay, so we've had this conversation that it takes money. What it takes is for we, the people, to get behind somebody that we want rather than what the establishment wants. Forget the money. We've got to get behind somebody that's going to do the job that we want done. And Cliff Bentz is just another establishment Republican. Milk toast is a great uh, descriptor. 
So it's up to us. It's not up to him to raise the money. It's up to us to get behind him and vote for him. That's what it's about. Okay. Appreciate the call. It's uh, 743. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jason at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and ability to navigate icy, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local, family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Hi, I'm Charlene, owner of American Industrial Door, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 744, Joseph E. County Commissioner Herman Berchiger on the case here. Herman, welcome back. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Bill. I... I... Are you back on in Grants Pass? Did you get that fixed? Nah, well, it's not a matter of uh, getting things fixed. It's uh, it's the spectrum outage, which has all of the northwest oh. out of uh, oh. connectivity. And we're going to work on an over-the-air backup for that at uh, at some point. But it's been a uh, single point of failure you know, here, and uh, it's uh, pretty much uh, demonstrated itself. So that's another uh, job. I'll be uh, putting my engineering head together. And getting out the uh, pencil. <laughs> well, I think I think that's just uh, the future to come. I think that's where we're going in the next few decades. Yeah, and that has concerned me though about everybody wanting the, everything on the internet, everything on the internet. Put it all on the Dropbox. Put it all on OneDrive. Put it all in uh, your Facebook account, or put it all. You know, it's uh, everything's fine till it's not right. That kind of thing. Well, you know, it's interesting because. You know, I was just having a discussion over the weekend about the power grid. And I think what's coming, I think we're going to look like South Africa, where you have load shedding on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. In other words, you only receive your electricity for 16 hours a day. They just have to move it around because the way they are going off of coal, natural gas, uh, no nuclear, you know, no nuclear is in the Oregon Constitution. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they're taking out the dams. If they really think that they are going to depend on wind and solar, I think that's going to be load shedding. You would have thought that uh, the Oregon Public Utility Commission, along with uh, Governor Brown at that time and various other of the uh, of the leaders, would just look at what's been going on in Germany, Germany. Germany said, okay, yep, we were going to all renewable, and it completely screwed them. In fact, it really hurt their industrial output, too. Very interesting when you when you oh. actually look at it. You know, when you travel in South Africa, anybody that can afford a generator has one. Yep. And so how is that clean energy? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, it's amazing what these people are, are, are actually expressing, what's coming out of their mouth. There's... I don't know how you could be so stupid. Yeah, can we be? Uh, can we actually uh, prevail over the destructionists? Because one of the things about Western civilization, and you even look at United States technology, technology, is that things ran pretty reliably for a long time, and there sure seems to be a creeping crisis of competency in just about every institution that you look, from power generation to other energy generation to airlines to you know computer technology, all sorts of things going on. It's a, it's an interesting time, for sure. Well, it, it, it really 
and then what do you think people are going to do for their heat? So they're saying no natural gas, everything is electric, 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 and then we go to load shedding. So what am I going to do? Freeze, you know, uh, eight hours a day? Uh, yeah, that home? that would probably be the plan there. But uh, but that's all right as long as you have the internet. Oh wait, wait a minute, the internet requires power too. Okay, <laughs> all right, we'll set that aside. Herman, I wanted to dig in a little bit on this uh, situation here. Uh, not that I wanted to give a, a whole lot of t- attention to Scott Stoddard over at the Daily Courier, but I was reading over the weekend about uh, you know the editorial that he put there. I think it was yesterday he put it up that um, commissioners make unethical bid to influence the county clerk. Now this is about Measure Seventeen Dash One Sixteen. This is the uh, effort being pushed mostly by Democrats in Josephine County. Yeah, there are some Republicans too, but mostly about uh, changing the charter, throwing out the existing charter, going to five elected uh, commissioners rather than the current three, blah, blah, blah. All these things we've talked about it with various people over the last couple of years, or a couple of uh, weeks, rather. And Scott's going after you big time, and I wanted to give you you know, a little chance to respond here. It just uh, This all has to do with the making of the map. Tell me about it, please. Well, Scott seems to be like, you know, dictatorships. And so what brought that attention is our county clerk put this map up on the website of these districts. And I said, well, how does this happen? So um, we called on a meeting. It had to be an emergency meeting because of um, we had to call it emergency meeting, Bill, because we didn't give a 24-hour notice. We can do that. Now, this was last Thursday that this would happen, right? Last Thursday, right. Okay. And so what was was a fact-finding, so we got legal counsel in there. Because my concern is, how does one person arbitrarily draw a map with no input? I just, I just don't like that. I'm kind of a committee-driven person, maybe coming from the legislature. Everything's committee-driven. Even though maybe the committees are lopsided, it's still committee-driven. Is it uh, the county clerk's responsibility, though, to come up with some kind of a district map? And I'm speaking of is she empowered by statute to do this, though? I'm, and I'm just... she is, and that's what this whole thing was, was fact-finding to, to you know, how does this work? None of us knew, and, and so up until, you know, it took a while for our, our legal staff to even do the research— and we got the answers, you know, and it is. And I think that's a, uh, I think that's an extremely poor method of doing things. But it is the me- methodology that we have in front of us. Okay. And so there you have it. Now, the county clerk has the latitude to create a a panel of people to work on it. She does not have to do it by herself. But she has chose to do it by herself. So that's okay. I mean, she's with it. I just, that's what that whole meeting was about. And Scott Stoddard, you know, he doesn't put that in there. And he doesn't put that I said multiple times in the meeting. It's not about the criteria of the proposed map. This um, meeting was what is the process. According to Stoddard's editorial, though, he uh, he considers it, though, a bid to influence the county clerk to do it differently. I don't. I, I guess that's the, you know, the assumption through this. I gave no proposals of what I think the map should really be. Um, I just, my take was the process 
I don't like these. You know, one thing that always bothered me in the Senate was you would pass a law and then then it would go to the different departments of the state for rulemaking. And the department would arbitrarily make the rules with no oversight from, you know, and it used to drive me nuts because they could really kind of twist and direct the statute in the favor in their favorable way. Now, to be clear, though, that uh, County Clerk Rhiannon Henkels has the power to do what she's doing. Right. This is what the fact finding uh, meeting fact finding machine. Okay, so she has the power to do that meeting. All right. Now. I have a, I'm going to ask, maybe this is a dumb question. Why are we even drawing up a map right now when the charter change has not been voted on at this time? Well, because it states that in their petition that a map will be drawn up uh, to accompany that to the ballot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hmm. So, what I, you know, I mean, if, if, I think that the petitioners should have drawn up the map and had that accompany their petition, okay? That it didn't have to be done later. It should have been submitted when they submitted their petition. That's my view. Obviously, that didn't happen. Would that have been legal to do so? Would that have uh, comported with a state statute? You know, I don't know. I don't know that question. Okay. That was not brought up. Um, but anyways, it just bothers me that one person's the map maker, you know? Um, now, like, if somebody wanted to adjust the district map... Hey, hey, Herman, could you could you give me a call back on a different line? I've got, I got noise on your line. Can you give me a call right okay, back? Okay, I'll call you right back. Okay, call me right back, and, and we'll do that. I, I want to make sure and hear what Herman has to say, okay? Hey, I want to ask you this. With interest rates on the rise, how will your home sale be affected? Hey, it's Lars Larson. Can you still make money on your property? Well, here's the answer. Call the only agent in Medford I trust to make me top dollar, Jared Hokinson with Hokinson Realty. Jared and his team are local to Medford, and they know exactly how to make this market work for you. They'll get your home sold for top dollar no matter what the marketplace is doing. The thing is, Jared has options and strategies that get your home sold fast. His top industry-leading marketing creates demand for your home, driving up the price. And best of all, Jared guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it. Now you know why real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran and I can't stop talking about Jared Hokinson right here in Medford. Call him today, 541-772-SOLD, or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com. That's 541-772-SOLD.com. If you want to enjoy everything an active and vibrant senior community has to offer, the Springs at Anna Maria Medford is the right lifestyle option for you. Life is easier living among friends and neighbors in stylish private apartments with large balconies, all while fully supported by our team of dedicated caregivers and service professionals. The Springs at Anna Maria is located in a quiet neighborhood close to Rogue Regional Hospital. Call to schedule a tour of the independent and assisted living community, 541-774-1822. Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc., Southern Oregon's roofing experts want to serve you. This family-owned and operated team of experts would love to help you feel safe with a long-lasting roof over your head. From estimate to install, you'll be amazed with the workmanship this team provides. New construction, re-roofing, 
tile, metal, composition, skylights, and tunnels. Westfall makes it happen. Stephen Westfall Roofing Inc. gets it done. No more leaking, no more squeaking. Safe and secure. That's the Westfall way. Call today, CCB number 230804. Happy New Year from everyone at Good Guys Guns. This month, all in-stock Glocks are $20 off, including Blue Label. Good Guys Guns also offers layaway plans to meet every budget. Did you know that Good Guys Guns offers professional firearm cleaning? Don't forget to sign up for their next concealed handgun class on February 11th. Good Guys Guns, the Valley's premier gun shop, 4934 Crater Lake Avenue in Medford and online at goodguysguns.com. That's Good Guys Guns. Good Guys Guns. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is the Bill Myers Show. And we're back on the Noise Free Line this time with uh, Joseph E. County Commissioner Herman Bearshiger. Herman, we were talking about the, uh, okay, the map. Okay, we got the map done, the situation for the, uh, you know, of what uh, of what's going on. No influence like uh, Scott Stoddard was talking about, right? I just wanted, is there anything else we were missing about that before we no, move no, forward? No, no, that was fact-finding, and we gave some uh, suggestions, but... The way he he wrote it is like we were threatening her or something, and that's the least. Uh, uh, Rihanna is a very good county clerk, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just trying to make sure that it was done correctly and within the statutes, and that's why we had our legal team in the meeting. That's how you do those things, you know? All so right. anyways. Um, I, st- I still think 17-116 is a horrendously horrible idea. I'm just saying well, that. Well, been... the way that map is drawn up, um, the the four districts of the county they divide the city of Grants Pass into four, and it kind of goes out like a, a Mickey Mouse. It's not even a wagon wheel, but every district has the city of Grants Pass in it. Hmm. Why? <laughs> it's a really interesting map. Now, why wouldn't you actually, you know, given that uh, city of Grants Pass is the uh, 800 pound gorilla in Joe County? Why wouldn't you just do maybe a couple of uh, districts with uh, Grants Pass and then have uh, three rural districts or, 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 or a couple of other rural districts? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not legal. Well, you know, uh, they have to get an equal number of, of voters. But what's interesting is most of the decisions that the Josephine County commissioners make affect the outside of Grants Pass. I'll give you an example. Our planning department, our planning department and our building and safety has nothing to do with inside the city limits of Grants Pass. It's only applied to outside the city limits of Grants Pass. doesn't even have to do with the inside the uh, Illinois Valley or, or uh, uh, Cave City of Cave Junction out mm-hmm. in the Illinois Valley. So, you know, there's a lot of things to, uh, to have a conversation about. Um, I think it's a very poor idea, you know, just, just the very fact that you only get to vote for two commissioners out of five, I I don't think that's a starter with many people. I am astounded at the mathematics that the people promoting this. And by the way, I'm going to talk with Commissioner Roberts here in a few minutes about the uh, the scheme that is planned for Jackson County, very similar to you know what Josephine County is uh, facing right now. It's not on the ballot yet. They're still uh, gathering signatures. But this idea that somehow voting for two, one in your district and then another one at large, is somehow uh, two is equal to three <laughs> or is greater than three, how the uh, well, supporters are uh, trying yeah, to paint this. You know, and I listened to Larry West last week on your show, and he says it gives you more representation. Well, uh, you know, I think he's drinking too much of his own bathwater, to be honest with you. How does that work? How does that give you more? Right now, you can... 
you get to vote for all three commissioners. You get to complain to all three commissioners, and people do, and people give us kudos. I forget about that. We do have a lot of people come in and thank us for what an excellent job we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, for some reason, never get their letter in the editor uh, in the in the courier, you know. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I noticed that uh, I noticed that the Jackson County effort that they're uh, doing, like I said, it's very similar. It's not the full rewrite like uh, Joe County's one is. Or the full repeal. But uh, I do find it interesting how they are talking about, well, you know, when you have three commissioners, uh, they can't really talk, uh, you know, amongst themselves because two people talk together and it ends up being a quorum. And uh, and then, you know, not enough gets done because, uh, you know, two, because the commissioners can't really talk about things, you know, outside of school without uh, violating the meetings law, you know, that sort of thing. And then with this plan, you'd be able to talk. You'd be able to get things moving. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, and you're not doing it out in public forum, you know? Exactly. And let's get that. Let's let's make sure everybody understands the rules. The commissioners can talk to each other. It's not like we can't talk. We can communicate. We just can't serial deliberate, okay? In other words, we can't have a conversation to get to a decision, but mm-hmm. we can talk to each other. That's, you know, this this idea that we can't even talk to each other, you know. And then, then the, I love the people saying, oh, well, you, you, we don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know what? It was talking about what the what the sermon was at church on Sunday. It's none of your business. Yeah. So <laughs> commissioners can talk to each other. They just can't. Serial deliberate. They can't deliberate over, county. They can't deliberate county business outside of that. Right. Okay. All and, right. And I and I think we do a very good job of that in our office. All right, Herman. Before we take off, what's the controversy about the uh, pi- the property, the pipeline oh, property the pipe sale? Property in pipe Williams. Work. So that's three hundred and twenty acres that we have in our forestry program that some citizens out in the Williams area. Um, believe it's very important to the Williams Valley and and clean water and all those things. So that's okay. So they came to us five years ago and wanted to buy it, and we put a price on it. And so the the talks went over, you know, over five years. Well, that price has changed because the timber on that property is growing at a rate. And so now they have finally come up with the money through a conservation organization oh so this is another another scheme to buy public land and then lock it up is that what this well, is Well, yes they're going to buy it and then sell it to the blm so blm did an appraisal well their appraisal and our appraisal are seven hundred thousand dollars apart and so the pipe the people in williams say so what that's what we're going to pay you sell it to us and we're like now nah. you have to remember bill that the proceeds from harvesting timber in our forestry program goes to keep our juvenile justice and some other things going. And if that money goes away, our programs go away. Why don't you just uh, keep the land and harvest it? That is an option. That is an option. We have agreed to sell it at what we feel it's worth. And so now they're putting on the pressure to sell it for $700,000 less. And, you know, I look at some of the letters to the editor. I don't look at them often, but I happen. And, you know, uh, there's Mr. Strahan wrote in there about he brought up uh, Sportsman Park. And 
and he and he and he talked about how they're the same, and they're not. The reason we had to get rid of Sportsman's Park is the liability. And you don't have the liability with the Timberland in Williams, And the right? insurance company said they weren't going to insure it anymore. All right, yeah. so that's different then from the uh, Timberland on the Pipeworks possible uh, par- property, yeah, right? That's okay. Not the pro- problem with the Pipework property. All right, very good. Well, f- uh, thanks for setting me straight on that one. I was just curious. We'll have you back so, as always. Anything else you want well, to add there? You no, know, I think we can get there. They just have to come up with a little more money. They say they have two thousand supporters. Well, if everybody put up a little money, they would have it. You All know? right. <laughs> but the only money they want to put up is taxpayer dollars, Bill. What is this like OWEB stuff? OWEB grant money? Things like that? Well, it's similar down that it's it's down that same thought process. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right, Herman. Good talking as always. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Right. You be well. You too. Bye-bye. Josephine County Commissioner Bear Chigger. It is a four after eight. KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford. KCMD grants pass. Supposed to be back on by 930 is what we're told. And uh, also, translator K294AS Ashland. Bill Meyer for Wellburns Weapons. Wellburns has the latest in suppressor technology, the Griffin Armament Bushwhacker 46. This new generation Bushwhacker 46 is engineered to be more compact and durable with higher performance and more mounting options than its predecessors. And its suppression flexibility, amazing. 450 Bushmaster, 458 SOCOM, 308 WinMag. The Bushwhacker 46 will suppress practically everything in your gun safe. Incredible versatility. See it today at Wellburn's Weapons on Crater Lake Highway in White City. Freddy's Diner in Old Town Eagle Point is a family diner designed to please everyone in the family. Along with 13 burgers, there's 8 fresh sandwiches and 7 different melts all served with fresh cut fries. There's Carolina chicken smothered in mushrooms, onions, bacon, cheddar cheese, and honey mustard sauce. There's 7 seafood baskets, hickory smoked ribeyes, chicken fried chicken and steak, and so much more. You're invited to Freddy's Diner on Main in Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. Tired of having to wait weeks to have your vehicle looked at or even just have the oil changed? Stop waiting. Call American Rencher Garage. At American Rencher Garage, we have excellent appointment availability with quick turnaround. Every service includes a complimentary multi-point vehicle inspection so you can make informed decisions on your vehicle services and repairs. Call today and drive with confidence. American Rencher, united through service. Across from Elmer's, 499-6673. 499-6673. We've heard it all. Apparently, those larger tires don't provide more clearance. It was a really big bird. Might have been a pterodactyl. I should have screwed that tool shelf in the garage to the wall. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting Southern Oregon drivers back on the road since 1946. Speed, service, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. KMED and KCMD Morning Weather, sponsored by Advanced Air and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to deliver intelligent heating and cooling solutions and award-winning service. Visit myadvancedair.com. Your NBC5 forecast for Tuesday, starting off the morning with a lot of freezing fog in places and cloudy. It will remain cloudy with an increasing chance of rain later this morning and the afternoon. Today's high, around 45. Rain tonight and overnight with a low of 40. And we're looking for clouds and showers and 50 for Wednesday. Six minutes after eight, Ron Gordon and Edward Jones is here on a chilly, frosty, foggy Tuesday. How are things uh, shaping up on the market so far this morning, Ron? Welcome back. 
Well, good good to be back. Seems like things are a little chilly in the market as well today as we are looking at the defensive sectors leading the the markets uh, this year. Uh, it lagged much of 2023, mm-hmm. which, which was dominated by those growth stocks. We were talking to NVIDIAs and different things like that. Still seems to be the case as far as much of the, the big winners go this year, but the uh, defensive sector seems to be doing better overall than everything else. Well, you know, war is fairly good business when you have everybody seeming to want to promote going to war. Just saying. <laughs> is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> or or can, can you help it? Can you not help but notice that kind of talk coming out of the blob in D.C.? It seems that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're, uh, but you know, last night uh, we saw that um, the anti-war movement is is alive and well uh, in Iowa, so that's good. They won decisively. We'll see how that has an effect on the markets, though. Um, but what we're really looking for right now is what is going to continue happening here in 2024 um, with the Federal Reserve. Seems like the banks fell a little bit flat this last month. Um, with the fourth quarter earnings, uh, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and PNCL, uh, PNC all are going to be reporting today. J.P. Morgan Chase was off of the estimates by quite a bit. We're seeing some of that affect the markets this morning. Well, I know why J.P. Morgan fell, because I pay my credit card with them off every month. So they're not making interest <laughs> rates. They're not making interest money off me. Okay, That's just it. That's probably why. Just us. There you go. That's right. That's you know, I'll, be, I'll bet you they really get upset when people with people who pay off their credit card each month. I'll bet you they do, right? You know what? They probably do a little bit, but not um, probably not nearly as much as people who who never pay it off and then go into collections. Uh, that's so. true. That's probably worse. Okay, they like me more than them. Okay, got that. That's right. All right, fair that's enough. Right. That's right. Okay, but uh, overall, that's what we're looking at right now. Big things to think about is that interest rates are going to adjust. They are going to change. If you've got some cash sitting on the side, uh, 2023 was the year of cash. 2024 is the year of locking in those rates, finding something outside of cash that uh, is safe, that is going to give you a good dividend return. All right. Well, you can call Ron, talk about it. 541-734-0070-734-0070. And Ron will help you navigate these uh, stormy waters. All right. Thanks so much, Ron. Great. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. Take care. We'll catch you on Wednesday.